Okay, here we go. It's time to rock. No. We are listening to a rehearsal with one of the most unusual touring acts to reach international stages in recent years, The Nile Project. The song is Denseo, which we will hear later in its final form, but let's begin with the raw materials. Georges Collini with you on Afropop Worldwide from PRI, Public Radio International. Today's show, Inside the Nile Project. We're going to take you behind the scenes with this remarkable ensemble following their music back to its source to learn about the group's unique collaborative process. The Nile Project is an initiative we started to bring musicians from the 11 Nile Basin countries to collaborate on music that merges many of their traditions and styles and instruments. That's Nile Project co-founder and ethnomusicologist Mina Girgis. So we have musicians from Uganda, Kenya, Burundi, Rwanda, and from Ethiopia, Sudan, and Egypt. And we're using this music to inspire a larger conversation about water and about all the challenges that we face in the Nile Basin. To get that conversation started, the Nile Project needed musicians, and they found many of them on YouTube. Here is musical director Miles J. I spend a lot of time on YouTube searching for musicians. I spend a lot of time listening to their instruments. I define the kind of timbral range and the sort of pitch range of all the instruments, percussion, vocalists, and strings, and winds, and bowed strings, and everything, to come up literally with kind of like a six-octave sort of spectrum of what instruments are going to fill what spectrum of the soundscapes. Well, let's meet some of the musicians Miles found, beginning with the artists we are hearing now. My name is Sophie Zaisenga. I come from Rwanda. My instrument called Inanga. I am only female playing Inanga in my country. My name is Dina Lwadidi. I'm from Cairo. I'm singer and musician. My name is Steven Irambona, but they call me also Sogo. Sogo means old man. Actually, I'm 31, but they used to call me this name when I was a little boy. They told me that I used to walk like an old man, so this is how this thing came up. Steven has since developed an illustrious career as a musician in Burundi, and that's how he came to the attention of the Nile Project. I received a call from Miles because he watched me on YouTube. I was performing in London with my band, and then he called me, he asked if I was interested to join other musicians to make some music. I responded, yes. My name is Kasiva Mutua. I'm a percussionist, a drummer. So I went online and looked at the Nile Project. I really didn't dig deep into it, but I saw like they were looking for musicians to apply, and I applied really quickly. In like 15 minutes, I was done. These are just some of the musicians we'll be hearing in our exclusive behind-the-scenes look at the Nile Project. They all have their own careers back home and abroad. So let's start there, because these are the musical tributaries that feed the Nile Project's sound. Here is Steven Sogo with his band Hope Street, singing the title song from their album, Ndaje. Ndaje, 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 
participant in the ongoing Nile project. Georges Collinet with you on Afropop Worldwide's Inside the Nile Project. Burundi lies in the highlands of East Africa where the waters of the White Nile originate. 5,000 miles north, 
The same water empties into the Mediterranean Sea near Cairo, Egypt. And this is where Dina El-Wididi began her career, studying theater and also the rich traditions of classical oriental music and Egyptian folklore. But the Nile project was something new. I didn't have any chance in Egypt to collaborate with African musicians. Usually we participate with European and American musicians. So for me, it was the first time to get in touch with the real scene now in East Africa. For me, I start to love so much the African identity as Egyptian because usually we are near to the Arab culture more than the African culture in Egypt. So as I love the Oriental stuff, I really love the African stuff now. In 2012, after a year of revolution, elections, and a great deal of violence in Egypt, Dina was chosen for a Rolex mentorship with the great Gilberto Gil of Brazil. Gil is a huge champion of African identity, so this experience really prepared Dina for the Nile project. Let's hear a track from her 2014 album, Turning Back. On the song El Sira, Dina collaborates with two Egyptian czar singers. Zar, the music we are hearing now, is an East African women's healing ritual, a pre-Islamic tradition rare in Egypt today. Dina was determined to work with these musicians. They were amazing, just amazing, and I just wanted to present the power of the Egyptian woman. They are the only two women in Egypt they play Zar professionally right now. Here's Dina El-Wididi with El Sira.
لما فرغ السنات من الأشعار وسمعت عموم الرجال الهلايل قال اللي بيع العمر مشعار إنما على شيء يحفظ You know, listening to Dina back-to-back with Steven Sogo of Burundi sure gives you a sense of the musical diversity of the Nile Basin, which covers over 1 million square miles of East and North Africa. Well, the question is, how can musicians of such diverse backgrounds actually work together? For the Nile Project, it starts with the residency program. Here's Mina Girgis. So we put together these Nile gatherings. There are two-week music residencies that happen once a year. And we invite the musicians to come to those workshops where they teach each other about their musical traditions. So it's music school for musicians from all the Nile countries. (laughs) 
So the Egyptians learned polyrhythms from Uganda, the Ugandans learned the makam system from Egypt, and everybody starts exchanging musical traditions and musical understandings. So when they're composing music, it's coming from a deeply understood place. It's not just one person riffing and another person playing a solo on top of it. Maybe next time they go to town, we should get duct tape and rubber bands. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're going to town today. Duct tape and rubber bands? Well, whatever it takes, right? So then there'll be like a, another vocal section after that. So that'll be just like a little break and then a little vocal section and then we'll go back to the other scale. Listening in on these rehearsals, the different voices and timbres, you can feel the excitement and playfulness of a totally unique creative process. Let's sample one result. Here's Kwanyo Kukuru, a song composed by Stephen Sogo of Burundi. Just listen to all the colors that come out in the Nile Project's concert performance.
Project performing Kwanyogokuru, a song written by Burundian Steven Sogo. As you might imagine, it can be a challenge for these musicians to understand each other's musical languages. Here is Steven. In Africa, we have this problem. We don't listen to each other. In my country, you will listen easily to American music, to some African music like Kenya, Tanzania, Uganda, and South Africa. That's it. So when I met these guys, and for the first time, I heard Egyptian music. I was like, wow. And then after a year, I practiced this music. But I didn't feel good because, you know, you need to feel it. Now, actually, I can say that ah, I'm very lucky. Now I can feel it and I can enjoy this music and I understand more. So the night project for me has been like a school. Coming from her home in Kenya, percussionist Kasiva Mutua had a similar experience. Egyptian rhythms are very complicated. They have the most strange time signatures because East Africa we're sort of like used to 2-4, 3-4, 4-4 and if it gets really complicated 6-8. Egyptians have like 5-4 and 7-4, uh, 11-8. There's a 17-8 I heard sometime I was like wow. Yeah, I 
when we played in Egypt, everybody was like, oh my God, is she really playing that? Or is he like really playing? And like, he's from Uganda, she's from Kenya. How are they doing this, you know? It was that moment when you just wink and you're like, I've played it. <laughs> it's we who did it. Yeah, I've played it hard. But I mean, we really, really worked hard on it and we finally nailed it. Dina Elwididi told us about her experience of discovering the sounds of Ethiopian music. This was at her second Nile residency in Kampala, Uganda. I came very late in the night, so I didn't meet the musicians. And I woke up in the morning and I found a very beautiful woman singing in a very, 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 very magical way. So I was like, oh, who is this girl that's going to sing with us? Salam Zamani. She's a Ethiopian singer and she's working with us with the Nile project. And I heard her voice. She was singing in a scale it's named Ambesal. It's near to our Egyptian scale called Hejaz. So I fall in love with this scale. I fall in love with her singing. And in the same day, I composed one song. So I mixed the Ambesal with Hejaz and we create this song in Wonderland. Thank 
Nile Project with In Wonderland, a collaboration between singers from Egypt and Ethiopia. Coming up, a rite of passage for young female percussionists from Kenya and the making of Tenseo, a Nile Project masterpiece. You can find out much more about the past and future of the Nile Project, see photos and read interviews with the principals on afropop.org. I'm Georges Collinet, and you're listening to Afropop Worldwide from PRI, Public Radio International. of the Nile Project working out a polyrhythmic groove as part of their collaborative composition process. The Nile Project's single, Tenseo, came out of a similar kind of collaboration. Egyptian saxophonist Jorga Mesfin brought the song to the Nile Project's 2014 residency in Minya, Egypt. Here, Mesfin workshops the song in a small group with Steven Sogo and Egyptian musicians Mohamed Abouzekri, Ani Bedair, Nader El Shair and Dina El Wedidi. This is one of my favorite songs. It's a very great example for how the Nile Project musicians collaborate together. Tensio is built on a liturgical, traditional tune from the Ethiopian Coptic Church. Then Jorga takes it in his own direction. But the really interesting thing that happened is that he met Muhammad Abu Zikri, the oud player from Egypt, in this residency in Minya. That was the first time they met. Jorga and Abu Zikri, even though they come from totally different countries and different musical traditions, they have both been working in their own ways, combining their modal traditions with jazz. I think you can definitely hear that both musicians have found conversationists in each other's approaches. the final recording of Tenseo later in the program. But first, well, let's go deeper into the creative process. Because in the Nile project, creativity doesn't end with the residencies. The musicians keep working on the road, writing, rehearsing and recording as they go. Producer Ian Koss sat in on one of these sessions during the group's recent US tour. It's March, in the basement of the Student Center at Boston University, where the Nile Project is trying to squeeze in a rehearsal during a week of concerts and workshops. 
The room is bare, except for a circle of folding chairs surrounded by instrument cases of all shapes. The musicians start to filter in, carrying coffee and dressed in layers to beat the New England chill. Eventually, the rehearsal starts, and the whole group leans in for their first listen to a brand new song. Kasiva Mutua, beaming in a pink sweatshirt, begins to sing. You might not guess it, but this is the first song Kasiva has ever shared with the group, and she's feeling the pressure. I was nervous. My feet were sweating, and I told everybody, I was like, my feet are sweating. And everybody laughed at me, I was like... <laughs> but the song proves to be a hit, and now the hard work of learning it begins. Miles J, the musical director, is imagining the song as almost entirely a cappella. So even though a few of the musicians have already started taking out their instruments, he wants everyone to try and sing Sigalagala. Kasiva goes line by line, slowly pronouncing the lyrics and demonstrating their rhythms. We're late. She's, yeah, we're late. We're wrong. The singers in the Nile project are used to pronouncing languages they don't actually speak. But for many of the instrumentalists, this is a new challenge. Even Kasiva doesn't speak the language of this song. She asked a friend to translate the words into Luo, a language spoken in western Kenya by Lake Victoria. That's where the White Nile originates. The words tell the story of her hero, Odumbe. So Odumbe is a handsome, strong, charismatic, kind and loving man. And I describe him, I can say like the beauty of his heart, in the most traditional way possible. Like there's a way they used to describe, they would say like your teeth are as white as the milk from a certain cow. Or like for a woman, your neck is as tall as a certain traditional tree. So I use the idioms to describe Odumbe's handsomeness and the beauty of his heart. But unfortunately, the cruel hand of death takes my Odumbe away. And after he dies, I'm very sad and I'm crying. And Odumbe comes to me in a vision and tells me, Kasiva, don't be sad, don't cry. In fact, throw a party. Call the elders and serve them traditional brew. Keep calm and party on. <laughs> That's the meaning of this song. Later on, the group takes Odumbe's advice to party on. They take the night off from touring and party with members of Debo Band, a local Ethiopian funk outfit living in Boston. Of course, everyone brings an instrument, and it doesn't take long for the music to start. things heat up, Kasiva emerges as the natural leader. It's hard to imagine that this week was the first time she shared an original song with the group.
few weeks later, Kasiva is leading the group again, but this time they're on stage, performing her song, Sigala Gala. En mananyoroka, eka winzonyero ni, katoya oteno mangima, katonjiri lintigi loro. En mananyoroka, eka winzonyero ni, katoya oteno mangima, that's one of the biggest arcs of this tour is Kasiva bringing that song to us because none of us even knew she could and she didn't really want to at first but I think deep down inside she wanted to that song's a real triumph for her Mm, <laughs> Gala gala, wanga e naura. Gala gala, 
Kasiba Mutua, performed by the Nile Project and recorded live during their 2015 U.S. tour. Kasiba Mutua from Kenya! As they crossed the country, the group also began recording their second album, Jinja, sometimes setting up a makeshift studio in their hotel room by lining the walls with mattresses. Toward the end of the tour, they finally recorded the Egyptian-Ethiopian song that they had been perfecting, Tenseo. Mina Girgis recalls the day. It happened to be the Good Friday for the Ethiopian Coptic Orthodox Church, the day that we were playing. And this is the day that this piece is traditionally performed in the Ethiopian church. Both Salemnish and Jorga, who are both Coptic Christians, were really feeling it. And you could feel like after three months of traveling in the U.S. on the road, we're in Amherst, Massachusetts. The weather is nothing like what you would have in Ethiopia. You could really feel that they were living in their own unique ways in the studio their Good Friday ritual and everyone just had goosebumps at the end of the recording session. Picture that scene as you listen to Tenseo by The Nile Project.
Brazil, the Nile Project's first single from their second album, Jinja. The Nile Project is planning a new round of residencies under the direction of Danny Makonen of Boston-based Debo Band. An interesting footnote, a 2011 Bay Area performance by Debo Band played a key role in inspiring Mina Gilgis to launch the Nile Project in the first place. So Danny has earned the honor and the challenge of his new job. He's recruited a terrific lineup of artists to add to the Nile Project Collective, including Safiri Zawose from Tanzania, Saleb Fauzi from Egypt, Asia Madani from Sudan, and Rosa Kilfe from Ethiopia. Stay tuned. Afropop Worldwide will be listening. Funding for Afropop Worldwide comes from the National Endowment for the Humanities, the National Endowment for the Arts, which believes a great nation deserves great art, and PRI, Public Radio International affiliate stations around the U.S. And thank you for supporting your public radio station. Additional support for Afropop Worldwide comes from Nonsuch Records, presenting Rokia Traore's latest release, Neso, and her U.S. tour this spring. More info on the web, nonsuch.com. Thanks to Mina Girgis, Andrew Reisinger, and Miles J for their help with this program. Visit afropop.org to find out more about the Nile Project. You can also find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at AfropopWW. My Afropop partner is Sean Barlow. Sean produces our program for World Music Productions, research and production for this program by Ian Koss and Banning Air. And join us next week for another edition of Afropop Worldwide. Our chief audio engineer and co-producer is Michael Jones. Additional engineering by Mike Kaplan and Stephanie Lebeau. Banning Air and C.C. Smith edit our website, afropop.org. Our producer for new media is Atane Ofiadja. And I'm Georges Collinet. Public Radio International.